The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Get an all-access experience with player interviews, exclusive practice information, and post-game analysts with the sauce you can't find anywhere else. This is South Philly Sauce. Hosted by Flyers Game Day host Ashlyn Sullivan and Philly sports radio legend Al Morganti. Hey, welcome to South Philly Sauce, an Odyssey original brought to you by WIP, 94 WIP, and Jack Daniels, Al Morgani here with a very special guest. Flyers alumni president, Brad Marsh, good friend of mine. I've been covering him forever, it seems like, in the NHL. And Brad, there's some exciting news with the alumni. I mean, you're having your alumni weekend coming up uh, January 25th, 26th, I believe it is. Um, And uh, you're going to have Mike Richards coming back, former Flyers captain, and the game is what that is on a Saturday uh, after a night, Brad. No, actually, uh, we got a great weekend. It's the Hall of Fame weekend, all built around the alumni on the 27th. If I'll start there and work backwards, if I can, we're inducting Mark Recchi into the Flyers Hall of Fame. Uh, the game's at uh, 12:30 on the 27th, and we're playing the Boston Bruins, which is going to be cool. Mark Recchi. Well deserving to be in the Flyers Hall of Fame, as you know, because you covered yeah. him forever. How many points did he get for heaven's sakes? But um, and then I guess the big news why we're we're talking and we're talking the big news is the weekend. But on the Friday night, January twenty sixth, we're having uh, a Flyers alumni game versus the Boston Bruins alumni as well, and it's going to be real cool and. Al, as you know, whenever you get a group of alumni guys together in the dressing room, that in itself is a heck of a lot of fun. So we're really looking forward to uh, to the weekend. We're looking forward to the game. Uh, but before we get into Mike Richards and the roster, the real big news, too, uh, is uh, it's been 50 years since we won that first Stanley Cup. And who do we I don't know if that's good, Brad. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Let me rephrase that. Yeah. Uh, 50 years since we won that first Stanley Cup and uh, changed the makeup of the city of Philadelphia forever. And who'd we beat? The Boston Bruins. The Boston Bruins. So the whole weekend is going to be awesome. And uh, uh, so we're also bringing back the members of the 74 75 Stanley Cup teams. We're going to uh, celebrate the win against Boston and the Cup win against Buffalo as well. 
So we got uh, pretty much everybody from those Stanley Cup teams is coming back. Uh, they're going to be in attendance at the game. We're going to have a heck of a celebration ceremony prior to the alumni game. Uh, the Stanley Cup will be there. Uh, so it's just going to be a great night on that Friday night celebrating the past. And then we'll move into the younger version of the alumni. That's the guys that are going to take to the ice. And yes, Mike Richards is coming back. And, you know, it's uh, when I put all these alumni uh, events together and it's so fun especially when we get a newbie. So Mike's a rookie for the Flyers <laughs> alumni. And uh, I've talked to him several times in, in our other events. It just didn't work out. He he's, lives in Kenora, which is way north. They probably got two feet of snow now, uh, for heaven's sakes. Uh, but he has some horses, him and his wife, they train horses and ride horses. And it just didn't work out. But he is coming on the 26th. He's super excited about it. And uh, we're looking forward to having some younger blood on our alumni squad. So let's just go over this, the uh, calendar again, if people want to go, starting on which night and then which, and the actual game against the Bruins alumni. Okay, Friday night, January 26th, 7 right. o'clock. We got an unbelievable ceremony planned to celebrate the Stanley, Stanley Cup teams of 74 and 75. They'll all be back. They'll all be on the ice. And then the puck will drop after the ceremony with our Flyers alumni taking on the Bruins alumni. Uh, Lindros is playing. Of course, Mark Recchi, the inductee, is going yes. to be playing. Johnny LeClaire is going to be playing. And uh, and uh, it's just going to be a great, uh, great day. We got Bush in the net, Brian Boucher. We're getting him out of the broadcast booth, for heaven's sake. Did you get, did you get Scott Hartnell? Uh Yes, we did get Scott Hartnell. Yes, we did get Scott. Although we haven't officially announced Scott yet, but uh, you're getting the scoop of big Scotty Hartnell. I know you're going to see him uh, on Wednesday night on the Flyers broadcast there, the pregame show, so you can bust his chops. But uh, uh, it's going to be, uh, as I've said a couple times now, it's going to be a great night. And then, you know, we celebrate the past. We move into uh, the alumni game, and then it's all about, uh, the new era of orange, if I could say that, with celebrating Mark Recchi going into the Flyers Hall of Fame. And then we're going to sit back and watch the Flyers beat the Bruins. Uh, <laughs> we're looking for a clean, clean sweep. Uh, we did it 50 years ago, and we're going to do it in the alumni game, and we're going to do it in the NHL game as well. well I think it's exciting, Brad, that I, I know everybody loves the players that won the Cups in the 70s. But to get, as you mentioned, it new blood, I, I was really excited with Mike Richards because – it's hard to get a hold of him. It's like, yeah. it's like he, he's sort of, it's like, he's always, there's pictures of him, him and his wife fishing with these huge fish. I'm like, does he ever, is he, is he ever just on land normal, not hunting something or fishing or training? How'd you ever well, get a hold of him? It's really well, difficult. Kenora is the key. There's no reception. It's a bunch of rocks up there, rocks <laughs> and water and wilderness. And yes, he's a big fisherman. And uh, um, yeah, so like I said, I've called a couple of times. We've, uh, talked a couple times, a lot of messages back and forth. Uh, but uh, when I uh, walked into Flyerland and say, guess what? Uh, Mike's <laughs> coming back. I didn't have to say Mike Richards. I didn't have to say whatever his nickname was. I don't know what it's now. I never Richie. played. Richie, Richie, there you go. Uh, I just had to say Mike's coming back and everybody was on cloud nine. Well, I mean, the fans just remember one great shift, particularly in a playoff series. I mean, they, they almost got there. And he was like, he, he and Jeff Carter, who still playing, <laughs> so, uh, you know, so important to the franchise to come along. And I think a lot of people really want to see this. And I think that 
this new next generation of alumni, I really do think you got something going here because there's a there, there's a lot of very very popular players that have worn the orange and black. Yeah, and it's really neat when you go to an event and and you see the various generations of Flyer fans, and they're all very particular on the era that they cheered for. Obviously, when you see a fan coming up with a walker, they're here for the Stanley Cup guys. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, uh, not that the the Flyers of the of the late 70s and 80s ever fell on hard times, but, you know, Mike Keenan, he came in, and it was kind of a new, new yep. era of Flyer hockey, and we were still tough, but we are fast and we were skilled with Pelly Eklund, for heaven's sakes, I can still see him dancing around the op- opposition. But we had there's there's a distinct group of fans that they grew up watching us in the 80s there. And then it goes on to the 90s and on to the 2000s. And so when we have events, we really pride ourselves on bringing guys back from every decade of Flyers hockey. And uh, the, the lineup, and I, I can't go into everybody playing just yet, but we, we have a pretty good cross-section of players playing in that alumni game uh you know led by uh to, by richie uh we have a few other newbies as well so like i said it's always fun to get the new guys coming back and you know what too and now you've been in the dressing room like the stories don't change like you no. think that we would move on to another topic but you get in there and you laugh and remember that time and you remember that time it's just it's just good fun and i can't wait to see the younger alumni uh mesh and meet uh the older the stanley cup guys i mean i've been fortunate and as as have you that you know we're in philly so we get to see especially the the local guys uh we get to see him all the time but you know i've never met tommy bladen tommy bladen's coming back like he was a stud on the blue line there. yep yep you know he was an offensive defenseman before there was a description for off- offensive defenseman. Okay, I'll give you Bobby Orr, but you, you know the point I'm making. Like yep, yep. He, he was he was good, man. And uh, of course, the Moose is coming back, and uh, and uh, Simon Simon Malay is coming down, and it, I just can't wait to have these guys in the dressing room talking to the younger alumni guys, and uh, uh, it's just going to be a great, great, great atmosphere. And with Recky, you had the, 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 you know, we had such great lines here. The, was it Crazy Eights? Yes. Uh, that, that, they, that they had as a line and Rex with, I mean, Mark Recky had great success elsewhere. Ironically, the team that's coming in here. I mean, he's, yeah. he's been. We're going to trade he's him. Been, we'll trade him. If he doesn't start <laughs> up, we'll trade him. <laughs> we'll trade him. But I mean, he's got such an appreciation for here. Like every time I see Rexy, I mean, he just loved, he loves the organization. He come. He's here. I mean, in the summer, he's with your program there with the uh, with the guys that play in the summer that come along. I've seen him fantasy at the, camp uh, that we have fantasy camp. I've seen him at the class of twenty three rink there. So he really seems to enjoy being in Philadelphia. And I, I and I remember when playing the Penguins alumni that the Penguins have had some big stars. But when you really looked at the roster, it was amazing how many high high quality players were in Philadelphia to fill a roster, not just the hall of famers that the penguins had, but guys that played in Philly popular with the fans. It's a remarkable, remarkable roster of people. Yeah. And, and uh, it's, it's great. And when we have events, yes, the focus is on the alumni game on the 26th, but when we have an event, uh, we never have a problem getting the guys to come back for it. Uh, if their schedule allows them, they'll be here. And, uh, 
you know, with our fantasy camp, we were joking that we do that every August, as you know. And and if you look at the coaches that we've had at the fantasy camp and all these guys, Flyer fans come out in from all over North America. Uh, we were laughing when uh, Mark Recchi, you know, assistant coach, Columbus Blue Jackets and Danny Briere now GM of, of the Flyers, and, and we got <laughs> Keith Jones, president of the Flyers. We got Ian LaPerriere, head coach in, in, in Lehigh, and, and we got uh, John LeClaire, now special assistant and, and scout. All these alumni guys that are going to come into our fantasy camp in the future thinks it's, it's, thinks it's going to be a stepping stone to an NHL job <laughs> for heaven's sake. <laughs> so, like, yeah, well, it looks like it is, and it's a, it's a whole lot of fun when they get here, and I, I, I guess when you when you got real like Bernie and those guys kind of step aside a little bit. I mean, I, you know, you can only strap on the skates for so long. Yeah. And, and then you, you just can't. I mean, it's a, no, even if you're just like clowning around, it's still when you're on those skates, it's still you can still get banged into. I guess. Yeah. And the alumni games are, are funny. And we've all we've played in a lot of them is they they start out slow and ha ha yeah. ha and you're feeling each other out. But as the game and we play running clock and all that stuff. And but as the game, you know, uh, unfolds, the temperature and the pace, <laughs> if the pace can go up, I'm not so sure in an alumni game, but the temperature, the competitiveness comes out. And uh, it, it really is a good tempo because, you know, the guys all want to win. The last time uh, uh, I remember we had Joe Watson playing for us and uh, the other team had, we were playing Pittsburgh and they had some youngsters that just retired out there. And it was Joe's kind of turn to go out in the rotation. We had to sit him down. He was so pissed off like, <laughs> that he was missing a ship. Joe. You're 76. That guy's 35. He just retired. You know, we, we have to get out chemo or we have to get out somebody younger against. Okay. 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 But I'll be out next time. Huh? I'll be out next time. <laughs> but Joe's amazing. He, he still attacks. It's like, like they're playing in the Boston Bruins or the Buffalo Sabres sometimes. So it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And I got to ask you with this team now, you know, Recky was such a great player. What, what players do you see that can be that kind of a player? like a recce type of a player. Oh boy, you're putting me on the spot. Um, Just a ball of energy he was. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, ball. And we're really talking uh, playing up. But we got the crazy eights you mentioned it right. before. And and the one thing which I, I don't quite understand there's in professional hockey now and all the teams like the coaches are so quick to mix things up to try and get yeah. things going. You don't have a line combination. I 
I would love for our team to have a line combination that we can hang our hat on, you know, the Legion of Doom uh, or the Crazy Eight lines, you know, and uh, Pool and Prop and Kerr. They never had a nickname, but you knew Pool and Prop and Kerr were going to be out there every they power play yeah. and every when you needed a goal. They were going out there, you know, the, the, uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think it's yeah. throughout the league, though, Brad. It looks like now it's, it's duos. Yeah, two guys that are always together throughout the league. Those two are going to be together, and then we'll mix and match as we go along. It's like Wayne Gretzky and Yuri Curry. I wish I could have been their right winger. I might (laughs) have a couple goals for heaven's sakes. (laughs) No, and when talking your career, you're known for one. You know, didn't wear the the helmet there for a bit. I got to ask you now about the neck guard. Uh, Claude Giroux wore it. I mean, you were one of the last not to wear on a piece of equipment that came in. Now most, all all the younger players have to wear shields. What do you think about the the neck guards coming in? I, after what I've seen happen with some players, I, I, I'm all for any sort of equipment now. Yeah, it's I, me as well. Uh, the neck guard is an interesting piece. It doesn't hinder you at all in any shape or form. Like some people say, oh, the 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 face mask, I can't see the puck or the right. helmet, it, it bothered me and all. But the neck guard, uh, like in Canada, uh, the neck guard has been mandatory for years and years and years in minor hockey. It's not yep, mandatory. Same here. Yep. And, and, uh, um, and so why they don't wear it um, to protect this area here is it's beyond me. Um, so it's one of those things, you know, hopefully a tragic a uh, situation will lead to some good. Yeah, well, I, I'm all for it. I remember when the shields came in. I know I'm American, yeah. so coming coming up, you know, we had to wear shields. If you were in, co- I hated the 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 actual face mask thing, uh-huh. but the the plastic. And I remember, you know, talking to friends, a lot of Canadians, obviously, like oh, I can't play. I'm like, well, when you drive a car, do you people up there not have windshields? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand this. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It, but, you know, but they were a mess because they got all fogged up for a while. They finally got yeah. the technology, right? So, yeah. And now I guess, I guess you have to wear it. The young guys, even in the um, warm ups uh, coming up, um, you're going to see less than like, I mean, I think a lot of guys like to show off the salad there at the salad bar or the warm ups. Yeah. yeah <laughs> exactly. I, I think, I think they have to now because uh, it's a little bit dangerous going in there too. But I'm all for anything. I know I love you for not wearing the helmet, but boy, I, I, I like it now that everybody's a lot safer. Well, the thing is, is, you know, that's obviously a question I get asked all the time. And uh, um, and when I tell people that when I broke into the league, nobody wore a helmet. Only a very few people wore a helmet back in the 70s. And uh, so when I made it, I actually wore a helmet for uh, exhibition in my first couple games, but there's that little guy in the back of my head saying, take the helmet off, take the helmet, be a real player, be a real player. So I took it off and it stayed off for, you know, the the better part of my, well, for my whole career with the exception of that time in Philly here in 1987-88 season when I got hit into the boards. Uh, That was the night Hextall scored, if you remember, and I, I went into the turnbuckle there and and I had a bad concussion and I thought I was really messed up. I went to the hospital and they were observing me and the doctor come in and says, guess what? Ron Hextall just scored. I said, get the hell out of here. Like I must be really messed up. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, um, but ironically, and not to turn this into a debate. Uh, so I wore one the rest of the season, as you would remember. Yep. Um, 
And during that time I wore that helmet, I was never hit so many times with uh, from behind high sticks, elbows, because the respect was a little different. Yeah. And so the next year I went to Toronto and I said to my wife, and I says, I think I might take the helmet off. So I took the helmet off and I didn't get hit like I was getting hit in the previous year. So like I said, not to get into the debate, but uh, uh, USA Hockey and the Canadian Minor Hockey Association, they've done such a good job in coaching and training these players not to hit from behind. It's not an issue now like it was back then. And so hockey hockey's in a, in a, in a good spot uh, in the terms of, all the safety that they have instituted now. Okay, and I got to ask you, you're one of the last, you're one of the guys that played, actually played in Atlanta, the first Atlanta. Yeah, the first <laughs> Atlanta. Atlanta. The, the first Atlanta. Then they went through a second Atlanta with the Thrashers, and now there's rumors about maybe a third Atlanta. I and can't believe building, that. With a building in the suburbs, though, not downtown. And having, I lived there, obviously, I covered you when you lived there. I, that might change the equation here. I, I'm shocked that a, that a league might consider going to a place for after that's failed twice. But people that live there now tell me, you know, it's a whole different ball game when you put the bu- building in a different spot. Well, I think it could work. All we have to do is look at uh, Phoenix. Like, yeah, like that's been a problem since they moved there, for heaven's sakes. And uh, um, and if a lot of people say if the building was here, it would be successful. But Atlanta, I don't, I don't know. I remember like we, our home night night there was Friday and, you know, high school football without draws for heaven's yeah, sake. Yeah, that's right. It's so big down there. And uh, we had great fans and a good fan base, but it just wasn't there to get the corporate dollars and so on and so on. And so uh, I don't know. I think there's a few other teams that would kind of be ahead of that list, but as we know, with the NHL, money talks, and I guess yeah. it comes to the more, plate the check. More corporate money there. And yeah. go, now circling around to this particular Flyers team here, a better start than and people thought. You play defense, obviously, and now we see Sandheim, just a different player. I, I don't know that I've seen anything like quite like this from when he left to when he came back, just how physical, how, how assertive, I guess, he is. Have you seen guys turn around like that on defense? No, like I don't know what he did in the summer, but whatever he did, take some of your teammates with you next year. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he no, Brad. He literally took the gym with him. He he like yeah. took every 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 spec from the gym and brought it to up in Canada. Where is he? Saskatchewan? Is he uh, yeah. brought out to Western Canada and trained like a madman all summer? And boy, the results are remarkable. Well, that's great. Training, uh, training's great. And, uh, it's, it's a way to separate yourself from, from other, uh, players. And, and, uh, so like, like we said, whatever he, whatever he did, uh, keep it up. And, uh, cause he's playing great. The team's playing great. You know, I was talking to someone the other day, we've had a couple tough losses. Actually, I was talking to Davey Poulin the other day. He's coming down for the weekend too, but he's not playing. Uh, oh. he's coming down cause he's in the flyers hall of fame. So he, he, once again, he's a broadcaster up there. He changed his whole schedule around just so he could come down and be a part of the celebration and see the cup guys and, and see the alumni game. Uh, um, hopefully he's not there critiquing the alumni game. 
like he does the current teams. But uh, uh, I was talking to Davey, and I said, you know, we've lost a few games that we should have won. And uh, and I says it's funny that I say that because that wasn't part. And you you had a broadcast all those games last year. You had yes. a couple of them, and that wasn't ever part of the equation last year. No. Oh, we lost tonight, but we did this, we did this, we owe chance, and we should have won tonight. That was never part of the equation in the past, uh, last year or the previous year, three years. But now we're competing every game. Um, and, you know, we could have beat Vegas. We could have beat Dallas, two Stanley Cup contenders. And then we walk in, we, you know, we lose to San Jose. Then we beat an Anaheim team, which not a contender, but they beat us, what, two weeks ago? So that yeah. was a big win. And then we beat L.A. Holy moly, they're 8-2 and two or whatever their record was. And so – this t- those were two huge wins, and I don't know if the average fan uh, – I know Flyer fans are very knowledgeable, but from the psyche of sitting in the dressing room, those were two huge wins for us, especially – and, you know, it's, it's always cool, too, when the former teammate, former uh, players come back and stick yep. to their previous team. And, uh, you know, uh, Walker had two assists. and He's been a pleasant surprise. Walker has been terrific. I'm I'm surprised. I did not realize he'd have this big an impact. First place, right-handed shot, for whatever reason, is difficult to find on defense. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, and, and he's that, and he moves the puck up well. He's been a terrific addition. Uh, yeah. And I think, you know, I thought he'd be just come here for a year and then move on, but I'm starting to think, man, the way he's playing, I, don't, I think I want to be a part of the future more than just one year. Yeah, and... and... Like, I don't know, when the trade came down and, like, he could almost use the term throw-in. I knew yeah. nothing about him. And of course, I don't follow the, the league like like you do or, and others. But who? Like, kind of, but he's he's been unbelievable. So, uh, I, get, I don't know when the powers-to-be come out with their preseason uh, report card. Uh, but you, you got to give uh, Danny pretty good marks for that, his, his first big trade. And, you know, there were so many... I remember talking to him afterwards and he says, holy smokes, Marcy, there's so many people involved in that trade and so many moving parts of three team trade and the salary cap and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we did pretty good. We did pretty good. And Danny sort of engineered it. I mean, I don't yeah. think so. I don't think L.A. realized they could do it uh, yeah. until they were told, do this, do this, the salary. And I, I, it just it, it's a big machine in the front office now and all sports just to keep track of what you can and can't do because of a salary cap. Yeah. So yeah. If, you're, if you're ahead of it, you're you're ahead of it. So they're yeah they're playing very well. I'm thrilled, you know, doing yeah. the games. That, that oh, your job's a hell of a lot easier this year than it was. It's 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 yeah. so much, and even when they lose, Brad, it's like, but they're in in they're in virtually every game. Yeah. And to come in and to see, I'm also excited about the kids. I, I'm a little curious about Tortorella is still a a different kind of a coach, but boy, I'll tell you, when he benches people. I I worry about that with younger players now, like their attitude toward it. But it, with the very rare exception, even with Sandheim, he was benched last year in his hometown. I, I guess he's testing their character to come back because he's done it, and the response has been pretty good. Are you surprised that it's it's been that good with all, with the benching? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, because it's a slippery slope. I think back yeah. to, you know, Mike Keenan was was quick to do that type of thing. Um but it was always referred to in especially after the fact it was Mike Keenan and his mind games. And yeah, I yeah. think uh, with John or his torts, uh, everybody knows where they stand. And so if you're benched, you know why, and you know what you're supposed to do when you're sitting in the press box. Um, you know, there are some coaches that never communicate to a player that is, that is, not dressing that night. It's the assistant coach, and sometimes it's the trainer. You're not playing tonight. You're not playing it. And then you spend the whole game sitting up in the press box wondering what the hell's going on. Am I tr- going to be traded? Am I this and that? But at least with with torts, uh, everybody knows where they stand. Son, you're not playing tonight, and these this is why you're not playing. Yeah, well, he's got the response, and he's got some kids that have reacted very well to come in. So I'm happy with that. I'm happy with the young guys. And on the other end, Boy, I'm more than thrilled with the job you're doing with the alumni, with the Warriors and all that. But to have that that new blood coming back with the alumni game, with the uh, Hall of Fame weekend coming back, such big names coming in. Been, you've done a terrific job with it. And the, the, the fighting thing you have once a year. And, and, oh, just one more thing. What kind of alumni team are the Bruins bringing in? Well, they're, they're, it's funny when, you know, because you talk and we're going to ice similar teams, but we're, we're holding our cards close to our chest here. <laughs> and, uh, um, they got a lot of players. They got a couple of Ray Bork's playing. Um, oh, that's enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Ray Bork's playing. And uh, back to when I hit my head, I had my concussion. Uh, Al, if you remember, it was in between the player benches where the glass now is yeah. round, but it was a, square um me and ray bork were racing for the puck and uh, i was right at the red line i like to say that i got to the puck first and i dumped it in <laughs> then i hit my head uh but uh, ray bork and cam neely they were both angling me off wow and, and uh and so it was kind of cool fast forward if you will i, I played my 1000th game uh as a member of the detroit red wings and um, and we played Boston Bruins. And so I, I got a stick from Ray, and, and the Bruins all signed it. And Ray was just shaking his head. He says, holy shit, Marshy. I didn't think you were going to make it. <laughs> so, like, uh, so Ray's still good. You know what, too, is we played in Hershey a couple of years ago, an outdoor game in Hershey before COVID. Uh, we played uh, the Hershey Bears, and, and the Hershey called up and asked if Ray could play because his son was playing. Yes, uh, yes. And so Ray played. And I'll tell you what, it's same as Mark Howe. You get these defensemen out here that were so good and so dominant, like, Ray just still looks like a million bucks out there. Same with Howie. Howie's playing in, in the game and 
And he is, how old would Howie be now? 67. He's got to be sick. Yeah. 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 But he's I, still, I, I don't, I, yeah. I, he still I commands still the ice when he's out there and has the puck on his stick. Brad, I still think he's one of the most underrated players I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I I can still see him skating. And, like, I don't even know that he need to tie his darn skates. No. <laughs> and, and what just, people forget, too, he played forward in Hartford. And he came to to Philly and he played defense. Like, yeah, that, it's that's unheard of. Yeah. No, and I, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm old enough. To, I remember him from way back on the Olympic team in 1972 when he was 16 years old, and they got a silver medal. This is before yeah. that 19. That's as big a miracle. And yeah. He was a 16 year old Olympian, and yeah. they got a silver medal in California somewhere. Yeah, it was just just unbelievable talent. Was that Squaw Valley? No, that Squaw was Squaw Valley. Valley. You no, know, I was nineteen sixty, no, I think. Okay, so seventy two was maybe Sapporo. Oh, maybe it was Sapporo. I don't know. Seventy two. Yeah, doesn't matter where it was. He was on the team and as a sixteen year old, and he's. I often refer to Howie as a quiet superstar. Um, and he comes out to our alumni events. He's at pretty much every alumni event. And he sits down and he talks and he talks and yak, yak, yak. And he comes to a fantasy camp. He coaches one of the teams and he just talks. He's such a nice guy. And, and people, a lot of people don't realize you, you don't get that in superstars. And I understand no. why, because they're, they're hounded all the time. I get it. And I can't really criticize how some of the superstars, because I've never walked in their shoes. And, uh, um, but Howie, Howie's one of us. And that's why his teammates loved him. I love him. And, I, and I, when he was scouting, I would talk to him a lot. His uh, observations of players, like players know players. And yeah. boy, did he know players. When I, No matter who it was in the league, I'd spend some time with him, Dave Brown up there and talking. Boy, they, they gave you the insight into players. It was a remarkable that the level at which they, they see the game. Yeah, and not to take a... Shot at the modern day analytics that is taking over every sport, uh, which they're important. Yep. And we can all agree on that. But what Howie saw and Brownie saw, and some of the players that played the game and were a dressing room teammate type of guy, they find the intangibles. And um, it's uh, that's what separates the, the, the average team to the good teams to the championship teams is how many intangibles do you have on your team? Everybody can skate and shoot, especially nowadays for heaven's sake. But yeah. it's those little things that add up. And how we like same thing. I remember talking. He turns the he turned the wrong way and, and all this kind of stuff. And like, should I remember? I I turned the wrong way because I couldn't turn that way. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it. Was it? It is amazing. I I call it. There's analytics and there's manalytics. Yeah. <laughs> and you have, yeah, there you, you go. Have to know, you have to know both to get along. Yeah. Or, yeah. All right, Brad, just go over it one more time for anybody that wants. How do you, how would you get to the event? How do you get involved in the event? Well, it, the, the event Friday night is a joint fundraiser for the alumni and Flyers Charities. So they can go to Flyers Charities uh, and click on the site and, and the tick to purchase tickets uh, are right there. Uh, we actually have a VIP ticket uh, where you'll get to meet all the players prior, prior to the game. Uh, and there's food and drink and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and of course, then there's the regular game tickets. Tickets start at 25 bucks. Uh, so it's very inexpensive. 
Um, for those of you that were at the 2017 game where we celebrated 50 years of Flyers hockey, uh, that was an unbelievable night. The place was sold out. The place was rocking. It was loud. And um, and uh, I remember Murray Craven came back for the game. And, and now, as you know, a lot of times you bounce. And when you've done your mainstay, you play a year here and a year here. And, and then you retire. And you never really, unless you're a superstar where you kind of do the lap of the league. But most yeah. players just kind of retire. And they never get the finality or the closure or okay, I'm done now. And so Murray Craven come back and the flyer fans were unbelievable during that 50th anniversary game. He said to me after, he says, thanks for inviting me back. He says, my career has now come full circle and I'm done. And that's what we're looking for on, uh, on January 26th is to have a loud uh, packed house at the Wells Fargo center and, and give some of these guys that one last chance to hear the roar of the fans. And I can't wait to hear the roar of the fans when the Stanley Cup is presented again to Bobby Clark. It's going to be freaking awesome. And you get tickets there just on, on a Flyers site. Yeah, yeah, Flyers charity site. And then, uh, and then of course, the Hall of Fame games the next day. You go through the proper channels to get those, those <laughs> tickets. But it's going to be a great weekend with uh, Recky, Flyers alumni uh, playing the Bruins alumni and, of course, celebrating uh, the Stanley Cup guys and celebrating Mike Richards and all the first all the rookies we have coming back for the alumni game. But it's really going to be cool to see Richie in the orange and black. Well, indeed, you're doing a heck of a job there, Brad. Keep it up. You're making everything everything come full circle. It's just terrific. And you, everybody appreciates all that work from the Warriors to the alumni to everything else that you do. Okay. Thanks, buddy. See you all later. Right, thanks. Thank and you. Thanks to Brad Marsh for joining us on South Philly Sauce and Odyssey production brought to you by 94WIP and Jack Daniels.